Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Immortal Index. We have a awesome show for you. We're right on the heels of San Diego Comic Con. So that's pretty awesome. We got Deathblade, uh, Double D, and Ren Woshing down there uh, this weekend. So there's going to be some cool stuff coming out of them. Be sure to stay tuned to the Woshing World uh, Facebook page and make sure you're following all them on Twitter to get all the updates about San Diego Comic Con. They're putting out some new images and everything like that. I'll put up an image in a, in a few minutes here to talk about uh, what Deathblade's tweeting out recently but today's episode's great because i found a new novel that i really like called bone painting corner and we have the translator gren skyping in uh we do a, a nice little interview with gren on the show and uh you know answer a few questions about how she got into translating uh what got her interested in bone painting corner kind of some of her inspirations for that and just life in general so it's it's a really fun interview i hope you guys enjoy it we're also going to do a little bit of fan shout outs i do want to shout out thank you to everyone on youtube who's been supporting the show since the beginning uh obviously like i can't believe i'm up to 357 subscribers already uh, i'm gonna go ahead and shout out some of the commenters who have been supporting the show lately because honestly, without you, uh, I probably wouldn't be as motivated to do it. It's just like nice to see that people are paying attention, people are watching, and people are, you know, excited about, you know, these novels as much as I am. Uh, shout out to Jose Cruz. Shout out to Farky Gibble. Uh, shout out to Jenny from the Cub Scouts and ITO. Also, Mr. Friendly Guy, Tab M, and Patanjali, Lemon Squash, Sword Immortal, and Drove Singh, and Genocide Grandy. Thank you, Ms. like, Zevim, too. Like, you guys are the best. I love that every time I post a video, you have something, uh, you know, to say about it. You have some suggestions. You have some great input. So, I always love that. If anyone wants to give me input on the show, if you're listening on iTunes, you're listening on SoundCloud, and you have some input, you can always tweet me directly at Steve Lemieux, or you can tweet me at the Immortal Index. It's uh, at Immortal Index on Twitter. Uh, last week, we did our poll. I talked about it a little bit. Of, we talked about it a little bit at the end of the show, but I want to let you know right off the bat that our new poll for this week is, what's your favorite powerful art form from Shinsha novels? So, like, uh, I have four options here. It's not so much the 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 art forms that are just within the novels it's more the ones that can be used to fight so zither playing is one you see that a lot in wudon chian kun you see that a lot in a lot of the other novels uh calligraphy uh which of course in renegade immortal is, it plays a big part uh chants um lord fifth uses chants and dancing to get his thing across in i shall see the heavens and we also have formations uh, if you're not a, not aware of formations you're probably not reading this genre formations uh where it could be people it could be writing it could be formation discs in the term of uh, sovereign of the three realms so there's tons of uses for these i want to know what your favorite one of those it's kind of like the cool art forms that actually are quite powerful so again that's zither playing calligraphy chants and formation so really quick i want to go through a few of these photos because i think it's really awesome that um uh, Deathblade's putting putting them up right now. He he's putting up original artwork from some of the Argon uh, 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 novels that that there are. So the first one I'm showing right now is uh, Fen Dongar. Uh, Fen uh, So she is the one who gets stuck with the the long black haired ghost from the well in I Shall See the Heavens. And if you haven't read it, it's not too big of a spoiler because you're not going to really like remember it by the time you get there. But if you look uh, at the at the image here that we have on the screen, uh, it's kind of cool. You have like the black ghostly thing falling behind her. Uh, then up next, we have uh, Meng Hao, which is the main character from I Shall See the Heavens. So if you look, you can see that the, the cloak has a medicinal cauldron on it. Uh, we have what looks to be the... Um, 
Paramita Bridge in the background, or maybe that's that's just another medicinal cauldron. Uh, maybe I'm thinking a little too much on these things, but that's really cool. You'll see that on uh, Wuxia Worlds too. I think that's uh, Deathblade's Twitter profile picture. Uh, then we have uh, Meng Li, which is uh, Meng Hao's mom, which is cool because you always see her in towers, like looking over and gazing over like uh, all the cities. So she's right there. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Meng Hao's father is not next to him in this picture, but it's pretty cool. Then you have uh, one of my favorite characters from the novel is Sun Hai. Uh, he is, of course, covered in uh, the the lotus themes, but he's also bald because he loses all of his hair because he technically uh, marries his sister off without knowing about it. It's kind of funny. It's it's great if you haven't read it. Again, not really a big spoiler, but just a really fun character from the novels that just pops up at the random times, and you're like, oh god. And then we have uh, uh, Joe Dekun from from there too. So if you uh, if you're interested in watching these and you're listening on uh, on iTunes, check it out. Go to the YouTube page, uh, Immortal Index Podcast. You can watch this video. You can see all the images. Also, you can follow him at at Deathblade Issth. He's been posting a lot of stuff lately for San Diego Comic Con, which I'm going to try to go down there. So please. Please, please, if you have questions for uh, Double D, uh, Deathblade, or uh, Ren Woshing, like, let me know, because I'd love to ask them for you. And if you include your name, like, I'll have it be like a shout out for you, too, on the next coming week's episodes where I'll do that. So without further ado, I want to get into it. I want to tell you guys that we have a phenomenal guest today. Um, I was excited to find a new novel that I'm pretty into. It's cool. It's it's not one that's going to be updated daily. Uh, she is a part-time translator, Gren, but... It's really cool. It's an enjoyable novel, and I hope you guys check it out. It's called Bone Painting Corner, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and get Gren on the line right now. You can check it out at ValeraNovels.com. You can also see in the description there is a link, so check that out right away, and I hope you enjoy the interview. As I was saying, I am very excited because we have a very special guest on the show today. Uh, I know I've been covering a lot of Ousha and uh, Shinsha novels, but, you know, there is a special place in my heart for some of the more historical storytelling and things like that. But they still have aspects from those Xuan uh, Huan and stuff novels. This one uses the transmigration. I'm talking about po- uh, Bone Painting Corner, and I have the translator here with me on the show today. We have Gren Skyping in from... Let's see, somewhere in the East Coast. Go ahead and let us introduce everybody, yourself to everybody. <laughs> okay, so hi, everybody. I'm Grant. I'm the translator of uh, Bone Painting Coroner. Sorry, I have a big accent because my English is not my uh, first language. Though. So where did you, uh, when did you learn English? Like, is, it, is, is translating so second nature because it's your second language? Uh, no, English is my third language. Oh, my God. Actually. Uh, my first is like Vietnamese, and my second is French. So basically, I have a really heavy French accent, and uh, my third is English. I learned that at school, but uh, really, like, uh, we don't practice that much. <laughs> well, honestly, if I spoke French, English would probably be my second favorite language. Uh, <laughs> just kidding, everybody. Um, well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. I'm I'm really interested to hear how you got you know, interested in translating online novels? Uh, well, okay, let's just say that, um, in short, it's just I was practicing Chinese reading and then trying to make sense of it. So I was like, okay, let's translate something. Just see uh, if uh, it's going to help me learn Chinese better. That's it. <laughs> and it's from there. How'd you end up on Valer Novels then? 
Well, I was translating at first, it's uh, poisoning the world. Uh, I was just choosing it randomly because the chapter is really short. And then Volar, um, and Volar uh, contacted me and I was like, okay, fine, why not try it? So that's how I started translating for, uh, at the, for Volar. So a lot of... Um... A lot of the people I've talked to so far are mostly full-time translators. So tell me a, a little bit about how being a part-time translator fits into your life. Do you still like you? I'm sure you work a lot outside of translations. It doesn't seem like you have a Patreon or anything like that. Do you just mostly do it for fun and for being a part of the community? Or do you have plans to move towards full-time later on? Uh, no. In my case, I like my job. So uh, translating is more like a, a big hobby. Like a more like a really dedicate the hobby. Some people like crochet or do other stuff like for dedication. But in my case, I like translating. So I probably doing it after work. Not every day, unlike a full time translator. But usually I do like uh, once uh, at least every two, three days I translate at the, after work. And on my the work uh, on my free day, I actually try to translate uh, one or two chapters more. So what what makes you not you you don't have a social media though, which is interesting to me because I feel like you're already doing it like as a hobby for free. Wouldn't you want to build a following from that, or is there something that you just personally don't really care too much about a following? Uh, I don't. Well, in fact, it's more about sharing. Mm -hmm. Okay, if I get some money out of it from the ads it's all right but if i don't it's not going to hurt me that much because i'm translating out of uh, funds and i like it uh, that way and i like the committees because uh, before i actually go into the like um, the web novel chinese web novel uh, committees i was in the uh, manga animes uh, committees so i kind of like the fact that everything's pretty much free <laughs> Uh, can I ask what were some of your favorite animes and mangas? Because this one already, uh, a bone painting corner, reminds me of Nobunaga no Chef a little bit. Um, and there's a, some similar ones too, where they go back in time and use some of the skills from their 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 lives to kind of create a new life. And it's less about getting back to the present and just more about you know surviving. Well, you you see that picture here. Well, it's like um, in the background, it's like. I like mostly I like seinen and manga, mm -hmm. so I was more into like you know gore, dark stuff, and more like mature themes. So uh, basically, Bone Co Painting Corner. At first, when you read the synopsis, it's really like um, a cliche kind of transmigration uh, romance novel. But the f when you first finish the first uh, the first arc, you realize that it's. Uh, actually more gore than you actually expect and they do have some more like uh, realistic stuff but not that much it still stay fiction and sometimes yeah the further you read the further it's turned uh, quite more different and there um, uh, there's more lots of more twists so that's what I like about uh, translating those kind of more mature themes and more much uh, reading more uh, mature uh, uh, work of literature literature sorry so does this novel get very because right now i'm on chapter 30 does it take a very different term in term of uh fantasy or or like supernatural aspects to it or does it stay mostly realistic uh it stay mostly realistic but uh, you do uh there are some of um, the facts that are not uh, really um uh 
well um, realistic. Uh, they still have a part of fiction. Uh, it's, there's no much uh, superpower. You don't have any... Uh, the transmigration part kind of fade at some point, but you still feel that uh, um, the main character uh, is a modern person because of the way she acts and the way she thinks. But uh, these, she still, ha at some point, get torn between modern and um, the fact she's in ancient time. Mm -hmm. Like she's restrained, and there's lots of um, uh, less of funny, a less funny part. There's some like cute part, but the the comedy is kind of fade at some point, and it's become more like you're instead of watching a drama, you're like reading a drama. Hmm. That's kind of cool. I mean, I'm I'm already sold. Like, you read the first two chapters, and you're already like, okay, I gotta start. I gotta figure out what's coming next. And it, it's very, to me, it's very reminiscent of, uh, as I was saying, Nobunaga no Chef. But it also reminds me kind of Case Closed. Uh, if you ever watched the old detective uh, anime that was that was out. But from from my perceptions of it, I like the deductive reasoning and how it's kind of like set it up to capture the person who's at fault for whatever they did, but also set in this uh, long-ago period that makes it more historical and makes it more interesting. Because if you're just reading about detectives in the 21st century, it's like you might as well just be watching Law & Order or something like that. Yeah, exactly. But here you have the twist of uh, having uh, someone from the modern time trying to solve case. And then you get all... There's no black and white in this story. It's all gray. Uh, no one is perfect. And there's lots, 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 and lots of plot twists. And at some point, you don't even know where, and you're not even sure with the first clue you get is going to be uh, what's going to be the most, the core, uh, how do I say, a true facts or a true clues. Because it's going to bring you to, to, to other, like, um, discovery when you, they're investigating a case. And... So right now it's twelve hundred. It's twelve hundred seventy-six chapters into it. A thousand two hundred seventy-six chapters into it, and you've released uh, already two hundred thirty-seven. You're having your first anniversary of translating, so you're doing a contest, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, is the plan to finish this novel out to the end? Uh, I do plan to, but I don't even know when the author is going to uh, end the story, because uh, sometimes with novel, as you uh, you know, the the authors like to bring it to, um, how do you say, more than 2,000 or 3,000 chapters, depending on how good it is and how much uh, readers they get. So I'm not sure at some point when the, the order is going to stop. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel over at uh, Wuxia World, we have uh, a Yang Wenli who's doing Martial Goddess Sora, which is at like 2,850 chapters right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, can you believe that like probably – two years of your entire life have been dedicated to just transcribing. Yeah, exactly. And actually, well, those people on Wuxia were they're actually like more dedicated and releasing like more frequently than me. So I'm not sure when I'm going to finish. I'm going, at least I have a helper. So we're probably trying to speed up a bit more. So we're going to be able to uh, catch up a bit uh, faster to the novel. But uh, I'm not sure uh, how, how long it's going to take. Do you have a pretty dedicated audience to reading it? Um, obviously, if you have a contest going on, you're taking entries. You think that you have a good number of people who are excited about the prospect of it? I guess so. 
Well, uh, actually, I do the contest. It's more like to hype and let the people read more promoting the uh, bone painting corner. Uh, I don't know how, mu how many people is going to pass participate because basically I do understand that uh, my novel is not that much popular to com uh, compare to other novel on vol uh, Voler. But I hope that they will have more people uh, to actually give enough all of the gifts I am on the promotion uh, on the giveaway. Well, I, let's talk about the giveaway because a lot of people kind of like phone it in and they're like, hey, we'll just, it's this novel. Let's do like a gift card to Starbucks or something. But you actually – I really love the prizes that you've set up for this because this – I'm going to be honest. This is what actually got me uh, to know about the novel was – when Etvo posted in the bottom chapter of a Sovereign of the Three Realms chapter about the contest, and I saw the ink brush and the calligraphy set, and I was like, wait, that's cool. What, what kind of novel would prompt that to be a prize? And I read it, and I was like, this is awesome. I really, I'm totally into this. So I thought that was cool off the set. Uh, just to preface for people, um, the, there's lots of relationships within, within the novel. So the, the contest is to make a relationship chart between all the existing characters from chapter 1 to chapter 236 of the novel, including the murderers and the victims, and you send it to Gren, our special guest today, and the deadline is uh, July 30th at midnight. Uh, you guys can check out your time zone for that. But basically, the readers will get to vote for the favorite relationship chart between August 3rd and August 11th, and the winner will be chosen by the readers and announced on the 12th. But you get to win a water-based calligraphy set for beginners, and there's also a $50 Amazon gift card, $20 Amazon gift card, and a $10 Amazon card from Starbucks. So, like, you have the standard prizes, but, like, the fact that you, like, put together the set is so cool to me. Yeah, because at first I was like, okay, I saw Elbo giveaway, and I saw Setulu giveaway. I'm like, okay, I, I can't give away a... <laughs> a switch or a game mouse i'm like no i can't <laughs> my i don't well i um how do i say I, I find that it's a really interesting gift like a switch and everything but I, I was thinking about okay i have um a different kind of readership okay so i was thinking we're all we like chinese uh, novels and we like Ch uh, everything to about Chinese culture. That's why we read Chinese web novel and the translation about that. So I was like thinking about something that can make it more fun or at least really specific to the Chinese culture. And since Bone Painting Corner, as the title says, there's a painting in it. Since the female characters always paint and using it to like uh, draw uh, pictures of uh, deceased people uh, just based on their own, the, uh, their skeleton remains. So I was thinking I should put something about ink calligraphy or something like that. That's why I got, okay, I'm going to add some uh, calligraphy um, set to it. So basically, uh, I have to find a shop that's selling it and asking the shop owner to like uh, assemble it from scratch. So everything is like a unique item like, like uh, we chose. And then we're going to assemble it to make the set you see the, on the website. Sweet. And I have the picture. I'm going to overlay the picture uh, when I stream this live for everybody. So they, the viewers should be looking at the calligraphy set right now that you posted the picture of on the, in the post. Um, yeah, I think it's really cool. Plus, like, I totally, like, won one of those contests, which won the PlayStation 4. So I don't need to win another PlayStation 4 or Switch. I'm going after these calligraphy brushes, you know, now. <laughs> 
so have you? I I'm curious. Have you read further in the story than you've translated? Uh, yeah, I actually read further, but uh, it's like more like speed reading. So it's a different when you speed read. So you basically know uh, uh, what's going on, but you forgot about the deta- detail when you get to the translating part. So uh, every time when I get to the trans uh, to translate the chapter, it's always like rediscovering the new. Uh, the new cues and uh, remember their story. And what has been like the most challenging thing with this story? Oh, the most challenging thing is actually um, medical research. Hmm. Okay. So basically when uh, the main character uh, actually doing her investigation, I always try to, especially when she's doing autopsy. So basically I have to check, okay, uh, does it actually concord with Reality or is completely fiction. Okay, so basically, I have to do research because basically, the, some terms uh, are not di- are quite differently phrased in Chinese and in English. So basically, I have to make sure that what I'm saying it's actually uh, logical and uh, makes sense. It, does that happen a lot? Because even in the first. 15 chapters are talking about like different bones in the skull and different like ways that they can swell and timings and all sorts of things. Actually, yes, that part took me uh, twice as much as uh, translating a normal um, twice or even uh, like, uh, yeah, twice. Actually, uh, time to translate a normal chapter with no medical term inside because basically I have to take out my. uh, my biology reference to make sure that uh, what the the talking about is really co- concording to reality, and but basically some uh, the classification for Chinese uh, for uh, I cannot even make sh- uh, I cannot uh, verify with uh, they use the same classification for the bones and in the skeleton as in the uh, Western side. So uh, I only have a medical reference for Western side. So that's why I have to re- uh, write from scratch sometimes. And sometimes I have to make sure that the term is really well used. Sometimes the order uses swelling. So uh, it's not really the, actually the accurate term in English. Since uh, the main character is actually a more professional person and she actually used lots of medical terms, I was thinking, okay, I have to use more accurate uh, English term for that. And is that, I mean, that sounds, honestly, it sounds terrifying to me because you're, as you said, English is your third language. So are you just going through very separate steps to do this? Like on average, how long does it take you to finish a chapter when it's going through the nitty gritty medical stuff? Oh, let's see. Uh, usually, well, I, I, can, I consider myself a slow translator. So uh, it's taken me around four hours to uh, make a normal chapters. So basically, it could take me like eight hours for a chapters with medical term. It depends if I'm used to the medical term or not. With, for example, swelling, of course, uh, it's going to be easier for me. But with, for example, they talk about the, well, in the late, some of the latest translating I'm doing right now, we're talking about the, the color of the bones, like black bones, okay? It's a bit of spoiler, but for them, I'm not going to detail on it, but I have to, for that for research, we have, I have to make sure that it's actually accurate that black bone, uh, it's uh, correlated to a certain disease. But it's actually, and I have to make a note at the end of the chapter to make to say that, okay, it, it's fiction or it's not fiction. So it takes at least, uh, like, uh, it's more the time of the research that it takes long. So 
it took me like three three hours for the research because I am checking lots of reference from different uh, websites and from uh, different books I have. Wow, I mean, it just means you really love doing it then, because I can't imagine somebody having two hundred thirty-seven chapters translated if they didn't love it. <laughs> yeah, actually, but the story is interesting, so that's why I'm like I'm motivated to do that. Is your is your career outside of that anything medical related, or is this just because you? Yes. Okay. So there is there was a previous like interest in anatomy and interest in that kind of things. Yeah, that's why. I, well, when I was young, I was like watching lots of wuxia and lots of um, Chinese um, drama, but with uh, Vietnamese dubs. So uh, basically, I had I ha- and I particularly like those um, TV drama that's in ancient times and doing like uh, investigation and everything like that. So this is like more like. Uh, a following up to what I liked when I was young too. That's so cool. I'm really excited. I, I'm glad that I found one that I'm like really interested in too, because I'm definitely going to get caught up, but it's unfortunate for me that you don't do like three releases a day. Cause by the time I get caught up, it'll be like tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh, right now we're trying to do this. Um, well, I do, as I say, I have a, a really nice uh, helper. Uh, name it's a T. I don't, let's see. Zig, Zig, ah, my God, it's really difficult to, for me for the pronunciation in English. So uh, it's uh, supposed to be something like a uh, the geek. T geek, right? Like T T Z E G G E E K, I think. Exactly. So uh, lots of help with that. It's going to speed up uh, the translating. So we're going to hopefully have enough stuff by to sorry how do I say uh, making the frequency more of the release um, more. I forgot the word in English. Uh, to up, update the release schedule to be more frequent. Yes, exactly. There you go. Thank you. Of course. Um, I do have to ask one thing, and this is more back on the on the status of the contest. Have you made your own relationship board that has all of these things together? And will we get no. to see it? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is um, it's okay. I don't know actually if I should say I should say it or not. Okay, maybe I should not. Okay, should not. Okay, then you won't say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I won't pry. Well, hopefully, whatever it is, maybe one day you'll you'll let everyone know if it's if it's along the same lines. I'm excited though. Uh, if there's anything you, if you had one thing to tell the community, because uh, I do this because I just enjoy doing the podcast and talking about the content. But the community's been so great. I I'm so happy with all the people who've subscribed on YouTube, who listen to the podcast, who support me on the novel uh, updates and on uh, Reddit. But if you had one thing to say to all the people who enjoy your novel or people who haven't found it yet, like the floor is yours, Gren. Well, I don't know. You make me feel like I was uh, doing a role presentation in front of everyone and thinking everyone should be next so I can get ne- less nervous. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so maybe I should say that um, it's all right if you don't read the uh, Bone Painting Coroner, as long as you enjoy what you're reading. Uh, in my case, I'm not, uh, uh, I still want you to discover, it's more like that, discover as much as possible because in I'm I'm also an indiscriminate reader, so I pretty much read everything that I find it uh, interesting or not, just to make sure that uh, I didn't miss anything. So I uh, try to read. I know that some people say, like, okay, it's female protagonist. I'm not reading it. 
Like, come on, guys. What if you can play Tom Ra- Raiders? <laughs> you can at least read something like that. Yeah, and Tomb Raider has its its fair share of violence and gore, and this novel does too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. Uh, I shout out your social media and Patreon, but you don't have one yet. Once you get one, though, we'll have to shout you out. But I will put the link in the Discord, and uh, also if there's a place on novel uh, novel updates and Reddit, I'll definitely put it there too. But uh, cool. Thank you so much for coming on the show, and uh, hopefully we'll talk later once the once it gets up to like chapter four hundred, and I'm still begging for more chapters. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course. Bye. Bye. That was really cool. Um, yeah, that that's like ha- I want to ask all you fans right now: Has there ever been something where you've spent two to eight hours every few days on just to like do it as a hobby? Like that's that's just that's work of love right there. So if if you if you're interested in novel, like I love it when the translators take pride in what they do. I know Deathblade's one of them. I know Ren does too. A, lo- a lot of people take pride in it, but. Not to throw out Cheetian, but you know, like you know, you're going to get a quality translation when people are taking that much time and effort and and love to put into something that they're doing for for little little to no give back in terms of monetary value or otherwise. So uh, it's really cool. If you want to support it, uh, I have the link in the description for uh, Bone Painting Coroner. Uh, I'll read the description real quick. I'm going to do the reading uh, uh, too, and just here in, in a second. But this is the description that's listed on uh, Novel Updates and on Valer Novels. In the 21st century, she was the outstanding world-renowned darling of the field of archaeology. Then she transmigrated and became Jinjiang City's Ji family's third miss, a small malnourished girl who starved to death. She was unfavored by her father and treated like heir by the rest. Therefore, just to earn money and feed herself, she had to return to her old profession, being a forensic anthropologist. Uh, crazy, right? Uh, with a pair of dexterous hands, she stroked and examined these clickety white bones to solve old and dusty, unresolved cases. He was a handsome cold prince. Just to see the beauty smile, he would not hesitate to throw away his moral principles and repeatedly flirt with her. In the end, he only received a super serious, uh, supercilious look from her as she declared, Prince, one touch is, ten, is a thousand tails. And then he replied, then this prince will give you ten thousand tails for a kiss. Uh, so yeah, it's got a romance aspect to it as well within it, um, but it is also a gender bender in terms of in the beginning of the novel, you learn that she has to, because her family's ashamed of a woman touching corpses, she has to dress as a man. I don't know how long that lasts for, though, because I'm only 30 chapters in. Uh, but let me preface that I started the novel this morning. So, yeah, 30 chapters in like in a morning. It's, it's, it's one of those uh, quick reads that's pretty addictive to get into. So if you guys enjoy it, let me know. I'm about to do the chapter one reading. But uh, thank you so much for Gran for coming on the show today. And, uh, yeah. You can cut. That was really cool. Uh, Thanks again to Gran for coming on the show. Now we are going to get to our reading today, which is, of course, Bone Painting Corner. I'm going to read chapter one. It's a little short, but let me tell you, once you dive into it, you're you're really going to enjoy it. Uh, It it sets up pretty well. I can't speak for later in the novel, but so far, like 30 chapters in, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, So let's go ahead and begin. We just talked about the synopsis, so let's go ahead. Chijun Year 20th, Bailang Country, Jinxiang City. 
It was a fine day in January when the fickle weather turned the once clear sky into a thundering rainstorm. Flashes of lightning occasionally lit the sky as deep rolls of thunder echoed through the air. A layer of silver water was quick to form over the slippery, narrow road. Ji Yunshu held the umbrella in one hand while carrying a delicately crafted sandalwood box in the other. Armed with her box and umbrella, she walked the whole way from the Ji family home to the Joe Mansion's entrance. On the first month of the lunar year, every house was filled with joy. However, at the Joe Mansion, um, only white satin and several white lanterns hung in front of the entrance. It had just happened yesterday. The Joe family's young miss had gotten into an accident and died. Ji Yunshu readjusted her umbrella and brushed off the rainwater from her shoulder before carefully examining the sandalwood box she held under her arm. This box was her precious tool, the one thing she had to make a living. She absolutely couldn't let it get even slightly wet. If it wasn't for the country magist- or the county magistrate requesting her services, she really didn't want to go. To have to work at the beginning of the year was a really unlucky sign. Teacher, you can come in. The mansion's page boy ran towards her, anxiously calling her. He skidded to a halt in front of her, holding his sides as he panted. It didn't come as a surprise that he called her teacher instead of miss. After all, she was dressed like a man in very simple yet elegant clothes. Ji Yunshun nodded. She followed the page boy to the morning hall, situated in the rear court. All the servants in the mansion were kneeling on the ground with their heads lowered. Everyone was crying and wiping their tears. Inside the morning hall, Lord Joe wore a purple and black satin robe, his hair rolled in a high top knot. His expression was grave, which was only accentuated by his lips, pressed together until they were thin as a thread. His bloodshot eyes were marked with signs of tiredness. Next to him, Madame Jo was, care- was cry- crying fitfully. She was in so much pain and grief that death seemed like it would be a deliverance to her. Yesterday, when she learned of her daughter's sudden death, she had fainted right on the scene. Even now, she hadn't gotten over the shock and appeared to be supported by a few servant girls so that she wouldn't fall on the floor again. In her former days, Ji Yunshu was used to seeing this kind of scene when she did her job. Lord Jo noticed Ji Yunshu's arrival. He glanced over at his madame and signaled her to retreat to the side. Teacher Ji, I'll have to trouble you. When my daughter was still alive, she loved wearing pink the most and liked grooming and dressing herself well. When she was free, she would often go to the garden to admire the plum blossoms. Due to her weak body, she didn't go out too often, but yesterday she fell from the attic and smashed her head on the fake mountain. Her her face... Lord Joe, rest assured, I, this humble one, understand. Ji Yunshu responded. Then she put down the sandalwood box and opened the lid. Inside the box were many handcrafted and elaborate painting tools. The box had three layers. The first layer contained seven to eight small brushes with silver ridges engraved with luon birds and clouds. The second layer was shaped to have numerous indented slots that served to mix paint with water. The last layer of the third, the last and third layer of the box contained forty-eight different paint colors in various basic spectrums. The box itself was a piece of art, but the inside was fully equipped for the needs of the task. Several maidservants kept glancing curiously inside the box. They had never seen this kind of painting supply before. A page boy came back with a silk brocade, which he spread out on the table, so Ji Yunshu could draw next to the coffin. Within the coffin, one could see the Joe family's young Mrs. face, festering from the numerous places where her flesh had split from the fall. Stark white bones protruded from her cheeks, her eyes had popped out of their sockets, one pushed into her skull, while the other dangled just beneath its home. Her nose bridge was almost completely fractured. Despite the horrific damage, the fall didn't cause any damage to her lips or teeth. With that kind of appearance, who could look at her corpse without feeling nauseous? These descriptions matched the appearance of a person who had fallen from an elevated place. Ji Yunshu looked 
once more at the hair rolled in a bun and the corpse's clothing. The young miss was dressed in a high-quality, beautifully embroidered pink outfit. They were neatly and tidily arranged around her frame. Gold and silver head ornaments were inserted into her black hair, forming a harmonious image. This Joe family definitely deserved to be called a rich family. It's no wonder that the county magistrate begged her to come over. After Ji Yunshu carefully observed the corpse, she turned to the table and took out several paints, then picked the third brush. She traced a few lines in black ink on the brocade silk. It didn't take long for the shape to take form under her brush. After the basic outline was drawn, she slowly filled in the details, then colored in the drawing. Afterward, she reassessed her painting, then the surrounding people grew silent, stupefied at the sight of the image she painted. There was a rumor about a great painting master from Jinjiang City that worked for the Yamen as a Yamen runner. That person was rumored to specialize in recreating the portraits of dead people, regardless of how badly the corpse was mangled, burned, or decomposed beyond recognition. It was said that he could draw a portrait from even a pile of bones. With a pair of skillful hands and a sandalwood box, that person could bring miracles to life. After an hour and 30 minutes, Jiyunshu put away her brush and dusted some dirt from her sleeves. So as you can see, it's a, it's a, it's a quick, um, it's a quick first chapter. The chapters in length aren't too long, uh, but within the first 25, you get kind of an elaborate plot similar to Case Closed as I talked about in the interview. Uh, um, of course, you're dealing with somebody who's looking at bones to discover how people died. Uh, in this case, it was a murder. Uh, spoiler alert, just a little bit, but like it just draws your intrigue a bit so yeah the daughter who she drew was murdered you'll find out how and you'll find out how it happened who did it what the deal is and kind of the whole plans around that how they capture the people i think it's it's a really cool start to a novel and it kind of sets the tone for what you're what you're going for it also throws the romance aspect into it within the first 10 chapters too not too heavy-handed but just enough so you know okay this is what you're expecting but of course uh she is a woman in the past dressed as a man doing this job because it's known as uh, disgraceful and shameful to be doing this kind of work. Uh, uh, basically, uh, it goes into it in the second chapter, I believe, where she's part of the Y family and they have daughters and she was the sickly daughter, but it, it taints their reputation to have the sickly daughter born of a mistress or born of a concubine to already that she's born of a concubine, but to add on to that fact that she's now touching corpses and working with corpses, it's disgraceful and shameful for the family, so they hide the fact from people, so that's why she dresses a man doing the work. So there's a lot of aspects to it that that take place. Uh, you have the fact that she has to pretend she's a man. You also have the fact that she has a language barrier in terms of she's from modern day and she's in the past now, so like some words don't make sense. Like One of them, like, bear with me, is a saying that they use in the novel that doesn't make sense in that historical sense, uh, or using different terms or different words or different like medical terminology, because back then there wasn't the same level of medicinal standard of like taking tools and making sure that they're sterile and that kind of stuff. So there is a lot of that. It's, it's a really fun read so far. So I hope you guys will check it out. Of course, again, uh, Gren is translating that part-time out of love. So even if you don't check it out, maybe just read a bit, write a review on a uh, novel updates, uh, I think it's pretty good so far. Uh, I do want to get to our poll really quick, but before I do, I definitely want to thank everyone for going to YouTube, commenting, subscribing. You guys are the best. I'm really excited to have everyone be listening to the podcast, watching the podcast. Uh, I know I have been doing the show once every two weeks lately. Uh, it's mostly because of my work schedule. It's been a little bit crazy lately. Uh, basically, Tuesdays have become 
very busy and to fit it in sometimes doesn't work and I don't want to do just a 20 minute show uh, because I could very easily do a 20 minute show to fit it in but you know it's just not not fair to you guys but I do appreciate everyone's continued support and anyone who goes to the Patreon or anyone who goes to the YouTube or the Twitter and follows and supports the show, I thank you so much. Uh, I want to go over the, uh, the the poll from two weeks ago, which was, what's your favorite aspect of powering up the main character? Uh, the options were perceiving laws, bloodlines, special items, and secret magic, and the results were overwhelmingly... Perceiving laws. People seem to really like the aspect of perceiving the laws of nature, perceiving the laws of everything around you, which is really cool. Bloodlines is a close second. Uh, perceiving laws has 53%. Bloodlines has 33%, which is cool because there's lots of lots of stories that deal with bloodlines. I mean, if you read Warlock in the Magus world, almost the entire thing is dealing with bloodlines, but it's also perceiving laws. So I could say that that's a 50-50 in that story. Uh, 6% said special items and 8% said secret magic. So seems that people don't really like MacGuffins or in terms of they don't like... Uh, uh, random special items to come out of nowhere to power up the MC. They prefer good old-fashioned hard work, perceiving laws, and bloodlines. But if you guys want to go to the poll that's currently uh, going to be up there right after I finish taping this, it is going to be, what is your favorite battle art form from the Shinsha novels? Uh, so, like, an art form that is used to fight. Uh, in Renegade Immortal, they have calligraphy. In uh, I Shall Seal the Heavens, there's Zither playing. It's in a lot of them. Uh, there's chance in I Shall Seal the Heavens. There's chance in many novels that kind of form spells. And then you have formations, which are kind of like if you've watched Full Metal Alchemist, that kind of thing, where it's like the different formations or people are put in the formations to create a new power or something. Uh, Desolate Era did a really cool thing with formations where it creates these totems and things like that. So uh, those are your options. Zither playing, calligraphy, chance, and formations. Vote on the Twitter page at Immortal Index. Uh, after you do that, feel free to tweet in with some of your thoughts on why you feel that way. And let me know what you think the poll should next week should be, or, uh, if you have a topic that you want to get in for next week, uh, I'm planning on going down to San Diego comic-con to check out the booth and say hello to double D and, uh, Deathblade and Ren. If you have any questions for them, definitely hit me up and let me know. Cause I definitely love to ask them to them for you. If I get the time to interview them, uh, hopefully I do, but comic-con is absolutely insane. So please, uh, monitor your, your expectations for that. Uh, I know that I'm going down on a Saturday last minute to try to try to see if I can hang with the guys and get some interviews. Uh, but I'm also not really holding any expectations for that because they have a booth to run. I don't have a ticket. So it's kind of like, uh, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't, but either way, it'd be nice to grab a drink with them and hang out or something. So if you have questions, hit them up, hit me up on Twitter at immortal index. Uh, as always, please support after buzz TV. After buzz TV is the ESPN of TV talk. If you're ever looking for people to talk about your favorite TV shows with go to AfterBuzzTV.com or youtube.com slash after TV. We have tons of different, uh, different genres. We have a comedy channel, drama channel, sci-fi channel, reality competition channel, reality channel, uh, all sorts of stuff. Wrestling, we're big into WWE at After Buzz TV. So if you are looking for people to talk wrestling with, check them out too. Uh, I work for them. I've been working there for almost seven years now. I really support everything they do with getting hosts trained, training entertainment hosts and everything. So it is a really uh, cool place to check out some content. If you want to support my show, support uh, all their shows because honestly, like this is their studios. Uh, so thank you to everyone. I will be back uh, hopefully next week I'll put together some of these interviews if I get them at Comic-Con. If not, I'll figure something out for next week or the week after. But until then, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next time. 